0: Sony has released the Netflix original series soundtrack for The Crown, Season 3, which features music by BAFTA and Novello Award-winning composer Martin Phipps. Martin Phipps is here with us to discuss the critically acclaimed series and its score. Hi Martin, thanks for coming on the podcast with us.
1: Max, great pleasure to be here.
0: Now, The Crown is an historical drama about the reign of Queen Elizabeth II and season three covers the period between 1964 and 1977. The genius of the series has always been its ability to find the human stories inside the heightened world of the monarchy.
1: I think that's exactly right. It's a very different era. It's an era that some of us can remember, or at least were born into. and. That sort of makes it more familiar and less, I think, less fairy tale. And it's very much about an institution that is crumbling, is in decay, which mirrored the whole death throes of the end of the British Empire. In Britain, it was a tricky time. Optimism with the initial post-war period, the glamour and the gloss had kind of gone. There were a lot of strikes, civil unrest.
0: And you said of season three, we tried to connect the score less with the grandeur of our characters and more with the emotions of their personal journeys.
1: The most important thing, as we were saying, is about connecting with those personal stories and focusing on these characters. They find difficulty in their lives. I think one reviewer described it as the sigh of retreat in the music which he liked very much about that I was sort of scoring that element of these characters getting older and slightly more concerned and as an institution they were in retreat rather than with the bombast in their pomp. Hopefully that our audience feels more for these characters as a result.
0: And because this was a time where the royals needed to adapt to a more liberated world, a more turbulent world, the music is not really focused on thick and pulsing orchestral textures, but a more minimalistic approach with singular sound.
1: This was the direction that I got from Peter Morgan very early on was suppressed power and he never wanted to be too overt in this sense of power and what the monarchy had and I think he felt that maybe in the first two seasons that had become a little too much and he wanted to withdraw from that a bit. So it was more suppression than power if you see what I mean. It's what's bubbling underneath.
0: Did it concern you that this more minimal score would deliver the depth and gravitas of the Royal Family?
1: Yes and no. I mean, what concerned me was trying to follow on from what Hans Zimmer had done and, and what Rupert Gregson and Williams and Norm Balfour had done, which, which I thought was great and really effective. And I loved it a lot. And I have to say, when I was first approached about it, I was like, uh, why do you want to change this? This is fantastic. But After sort of initial conversations with Peter Morgan, I've got what he was reaching for, I think. I'm never afraid of doing something that's very simple and minimal and and understated. That doesn't trouble me at all. And I think the more that the music can make you lean in to a drama, to make you catch your ear almost by its its minimalism, its withdrawn nature, If that can make you really sit up and pay attention, then that's a really good job.
0: And how did you like working with Peter Morgan and his team of directors?
1: I just have so much respect for them all and particularly Peter. He is a man with a vision and for any creative in the process, to work for someone like that and collaborate with them, that's what you really aspire to. He's got an eye over the whole arc of the series which you always need when you're someone like me who I'm working on very individual scenes and individual episodes and individual stories, and he sees the whole picture all the time. It's not saying it's easy, his phrase, we're gonna do many coats of paint on this series. We keep revisiting stuff and we go round and round sometimes, but I'm never disheartened by his, when he pushes me in a different direction, because I've got faith in where he's gonna take it and what he's seeing.
0: Well, you've done a great job on this 16-track score. I'd like to discuss some of the cues with you. Yeah, yeah, great. New Queen, it's a great opener.
1: This is a perfect example of the minimal, the restraint and the suppressed feeling that we were trying to set up from the very beginning. That opening scene, obviously, you know, first scene of a new season, complete change of cast and feel and was always going to be tricky and we certainly went round and round with this a lot. We tried bombastic openings, we tried big sweeping string openings and in the end we came down to this really very simple little horn motif. suppressed power, but that lyricism and, and quite personal nature, the feeling of a voice of individual character. And that's exactly what I hopefully we've done with that opening. I think you're intrigued by it, and hopefully the music makes you sit up and take notice and lean in.
0: And then Black Widow is a dark and moody track.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's actually from later on in the series. When Charles is trying to get it together with Camilla and the family, the which we very cleverly portrayed, almost like a mafia closing down upon him. And this was absolutely to embody that sense of these overlords just shutting Charles down and shutting his dreams down and the weight of the duty that he had to bear as well.
0: And then the establishment is a driving track. I
1: didn't do that much pulsating driving stuff in the season. This is one trap that comes again and again in lots of different places. We first used it through the whole funeral sequence of Wilson with the spy turning himself in in episode one and the torpedo effect that happens is the repercussions of this big international event There's in fact a spy, which we initially think is Downing Street and then it's in Buckingham Palace. So it's this sense of world events and repercussions, but again, in quite a restrained way, not in a big sort of Hollywood bang crash, kind of bring out the, uh, the kettle drums kind of way.
0: Then there's the eerily beautiful choir in Aberfan.
1: That was from the actual funeral and was sung at the funeral after the disaster. But the main theme leading up to that very simple horn idea over a bed of strings, that's something that really spoke, I think very strongly about that single voice of our characters reaching out. So it had a very personal quality to it, but it also had that regal duty feel. We often bring this idea out when the queen is sort of succumbs to what she should do what rather than what she wants to do in the case for quite a lot of the characters they really want to be leading their lives one way but they know that they've got to fall in line
0: and what can you tell us about the q sisters
1: that was born out of the whole sister rivalry between the queen and margaret played by helen Bonacarta, carter and this was the number one number two idea and the fact that really the queen was unexpectedly thrust into the job fairly reluctantly actually she'd really like to be training horses and traveling the world and margaret is got very little to do but actually would love to be queen and would love the attention and would love the power and so it was trying to capture in this simple sweet melody the sort of sadness of that situation that they were both stuck in these roles that they didn't really like
0: And what can you tell us about the Q Philip?
1: Philip very much, again, this suppressed power and suppressed emotion of these characters that they have to keep a lid on a lot of the time. Those low chords that move. and then this very high, slightly mournful sliding string over the top. That's what I was trying to use that. We also use that in episode five, in the coup episode, I think one of my favourite cues, which is where Elizabeth is on tour in America, looking at horses, doing what she loves, and then she gets a call saying that there's a coup mounting up against the Prime Minister back in England, which is really true, actually, and incredible to think that this actually happened. And uh, in a moment, she is jerked out of the, her reverie and back into the duty and that she's really got to deal with this and all her femininity and joy goes as she does this long walk back to a restaurant. We use that cue there. I think it's really effective in trying to capture her change of emotion.
0: One of my favorite tracks is Simple Harp. What action does it accompany in the film?
1: That was quite a late addition, episodes eight and nine, I think. Again, about round Charles and Camilla, but it's featuring very heavily in season four. I think it is very effective because it's not saying too much. Again, it's got a kind of suppressed emotion, but it's got this sweetness and this motion to it, which is very useful for our characters and is very poignant over a certain scene. Really about keeping a lid on it while the emotion bubbles up every now and then, but otherwise it's sat on.
0: And then we've got the Tick Tock in the queue Bodies.
1: Yeah, that was originally written up for bringing up the bodies in Aberfan. of sense of the years ticking away and the march of time and the modern age coming for our characters are particularly effective.
0: And Roddy is a very energetic track.
1: Yeah, that was a sort of almost a heartback back to seasons one and two and we just sort of let the orchestra go a bit there, took the reins off and had some fun with that. of a kind of back to that and it's all about margaret's affair with roddy and her sort of escapism and a desire to get away from the oppression of her family and for a moment she has fun and like the old days but there's a hint of danger always in it
0: then in princess you've got the high strings with the pulsing underneath
1: i love that high and low thing that comes out well in that track
0: And then the soundtrack closes out with better for everyone.
1: Back to this haunting suppressed power, classics from the first seasons of Duck Shoot and again just harking back to the power bubbling behind the surface just waiting to come out when uh, it's given half a chance.
0: You're Benjamin Britten's godson.
1: That is correct. My mother was his agent. But not a great surprise that I've t- chosen the career that I have. Benjamin Britten lived in a flat attached to our house in London as I was growing up. So it was amazing to have the artists that came through there, great singers, amazing instrumentalists who came and played in the studio next door. And that was a fantastic thing. I wish some of his musical ability had, had rubbed off on me. I'm really the first to admit that my piano playing is all four. I actually know about five chords in total, but it's what you do with them. And I've spent a career trying to make the most of what I can do.
0: Martin Phipps, congratulations on your great score for The Crown Season 3, and thank you very much for coming on the podcast with us to discuss it.
1: It was a real great pleasure, and uh, yeah, I look forward to putting Season 4 out there.